say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. Here at BBI, I'm very pleased to say we've had a number of American and Canadian members join our research group. And today we added our first international pins to the map. And I wanted to discuss a small area in America where there are 22 Sasquatch reports. And that's in Kitsap County in Bainbridge Island, which is Washington. Now, Washington State is the area if you remember in the 1990s where there came a report of a gentleman that phoned into the police and he discussed what he described as a, a non-human figure on his land. He was very careful to avoid explicitly suggesting that the figure was unnatural. He was, he was reluctant, I would say, to say Bigfoot or Sasquatch. But that did sound what he, that, like the creature that he was describing. He described its immense size and its coloration without actually re referring to it by name. And what many people do not realise that this is, was the second call made by that gentleman. There is another earlier call into 911, which took place um, just prior to that the second incident. And he basically said that whatever was out there picked up his dog and threw it over a 35 feet across a nine foot fence. Now, he seemed acutely aware of how strange his story sounded, but it didn't stop him making the 991 call, did it? There was clearly something going on there. Um, and I wondered if there were any other reports in that area. So I had a look and it didn't take me very long to find them. And as I say, I found 22 of them. And I haven't listed them all tonight, obviously, because it would be a never-ending tape. But there is a link in the description so that you can go and see them all. I wonder how the caller would have felt if he knew just how many of his neighbours have also seen the same thing that he saw. So here's a selection of reports from the island. And as I say, it took me less than a day to find the 22 reports. So no doubt there will be other people out there who have seen or experienced these creatures. And if, as I say, if you want to read those reports, just check out the link below for the sightings map and they're all on there. 
Now a woman's morning walk is interrupted by a large hairy bipedal animal. In the early spring of 1976, I spent the night at a friend's house and I decided to walk down an old logging road to the country store to get myself a cup of coffee. The sun was just beginning to shine through the forest and as I walked across the crossroads, I turned my head left and I looked down and about 200 feet away, there, walking out of the forest, was a tall human-like creature. The sun was hitting its backside and I could see it had brown reddish hair that came through its forehead and went back down its neck and down its whole body. The hair was long, around I'd say about 8 to 10 inches, and it was matted. This thing turned its head and its neck was about human length. It did not have to turn its body to see me. Its face was black, but I could not make out any detail. It had a long stride. One step brought it into the middle of the road and the next into the edge of the forest. It was very tall and thin. Its arms swung out below its knees and it walked straight and upright like a human. I froze in fear and I ran back home in the opposite direction. When I told anyone, they just laughed. Even the game warden laughed at me. But a year later, he saw me fishing and he told me he'd gotten another report eight miles west from the area that I'd seen and that the person had given the same description that I'd given. A homeowner sees a huge unknown animal on Baybridge Island in May 2004. Now the place where the animal was spotted is about 50 yards west of the old watershed, she says, at the edge of the hill slope there. I was in about 25 feet from the trail. I was walking home with my baby in my front pack. I had my dog with me and I was on Bainbridge Island and it was about 6pm and it was in May of 2007. Now the evening weather was warm and about 50 yards in front of me in the woods I heard branches breaking and much noise as if two people were fighting in the woods. The noise stopped and I saw a brown furry tall figure that was about 11 feet tall standing behind a tree with its left side exposed. Even my dog stopped and stared. Now if it had been a deer or a raccoon my dog would have taken off in chase. We stood there watching for about two minutes then the figure vanished. We continued on the path to the point where we saw the figure and about 25 feet off the path into the trees I realised that where the figure was stood there was a drop off with a steep slope. We heard nor saw anything more. We were dumbfounded as to what it was. Almost exactly one year later, there was an owl screeching at 4am in the same vicinity as the first sighting. Then when the owl finished, there was a tremendously loud series of ape-like sounds. A driver sees a tall dark figure behind a tree near Kingston. January the 25th, 2011. I was driving down South Kingston Road on January the 25th about 10.30pm. After coming around the last turn before the road turns to Miller Bay Road, I saw something I will never forget. It looked as though a tall dark man was standing behind a tree. My headlights shined right at it and it seemed to try to pull its body further behind the tree to stay hidden. It sent shivers up my back 
I have had dreams about it ever since that night and I still have no idea what I saw. Two very tall creatures seen running down the road at the night, at running right down the road at night, sorry, Indianola, July 2008. I'd just driven past the H2O well where they had put the new fence in and about half mile west of the Indianola ball field. I was travelling on Indianola Road northeast, heading towards Miller, Miller Bay. I just passed the Indianola ball field, approximately half a mile down the road, when I saw in the distance, at the end of my headlights, two creatures running down the road. At first, all I could see is someone running in the middle of the road and someone running next to that other person on the right, along the white line. I could see pinkish tan coloured hands and feet running really fast because I was travelling at 40 miles an hour. They were just black darkness, that's all I could make out at first, except for the hands and feet. Then my headlights moved upwards and I caught sight of the black head to ankles. They were all had black fur like a bear, but they were not bears. They were about nine to ten feet in height. I only saw them for about six to eight seconds before they ran off into the forest. I did hear fireworks earlier, so I don't know if the fireworks spooked them and made them run out of cover. Multiple daylight sightings in Suquamish, 1995. Now, I used to live in Suquamish, Washington between 94 and 2002. My house was located at the top of Centre Street in the middle of the tree farm there. My family and I, during those years of residency, had seen and heard quite a few times what we believed to be Sasquatch. The first time I saw one was in early 95, and I would have been eight years old at the time. It was a fairly chilly overcast winter day. We had a few neighbours at the time, and there was no one outside, so it was very peaceful. My mum had instructed me to pick up some cans from the backyard alone. And the backyard was connected to the woods and it was the, on the edge of these woods and I'd started heading back towards the house when I heard something very large running about 20 feet away. I quickly turned around to look and I saw what I thought was a bear at first but it was running on two feet and it stopped quickly as it saw that I turned around and spotted it. When it stopped it stood straight up on two feet like a man and it held its arms and hands close to its side. Ferns were covering part of its legs and it was about 10 feet from any trees. I got the impression that it was hoping that I didn't see it. And as it stood still there, I stared at it for several seconds, trying to figure out what it was. It was about six foot five. It was very muscular, had very hairy, except for I did not see hair on the face or on the hands and fingers. The fur was a very dark brown colour. To be honest, I cannot remember exactly what the skin tone was, but I think it was light tan. Its eyes were directed towards me. The facial features were very similar to a human. I remember them being a lot more human-like than ape-like. Its face was not coarse or scary. I stared at it for about 10 to 15 seconds until I finally figured out what it was. And then I bolted back to the house as fast as I could. 
Jefferson Head, Sasquatch sighting, June 2006. My daughter and about eight youths were doing a beach clean up on Jefferson Head. At about 2pm, the girls started hearing what sounded like a woman or an animal screeching and screaming. The sounds made them very uncomfortable and some of the girls returned to the adults who were on the other end of the beach. My daughter says her friend Corey spotted it first. It looked like nothing they'd ever seen before. Now with parents who hunt, they are aware of our, what our wildlife looks like and are certain it was no bear. It walked out of the marsh and it seemed to be startled with the girls as it tried to quickly duck behind a large piece of driftwood. It did not run away. It just continued to watch the girls from a crouched position. It kept poking its head out from the side of the wood and the girls ran to the van and demanded to leave the beach. Now we've heard stories and I believe them to be out there. It's said by the elders of our tribe that it's a blessing for one to show itself to you. Now Siobhan, my daughter who's 18, was terrified to speak about what she saw. I was able to days later calm her down and she told me about it. She said it reminded her of the Bigfoot from Harry and the Henderson movie, only this one looked like it was on crack. It had light brown hair on its face with the tips almost being dark brown. She says it was about two blocks in front of her and the Bigfoot did not run away. It just watched the girls for about four minutes or so as it crouched down behind the driftwood. A driver has a noontime sighting near her home on Highway 3, November 2005. As I was leaving my house and I turned out onto the street, a movement caught my eye, so I turned to see what it was. And less than a football field away from me, I could see something that I immediately I knew was not a bat, a man, and was not a bear. I could see what I will call a Bigfoot. It was walking north towards the water. Now we live near the water in Puget Sound. It appeared to be slumped forward to some degree and I guesstimated it was about six and a half feet tall at the time. But upon walking to the area later, I realized it must've been closer to eight feet tall for it to be visible from where I saw it sitting in my car. It seemed to have long hair that was brown, like a brown crayon. The face was mostly hairy, but it seemed to have shorter hair around the facial features. The nose was more pushed in and flat than protruding, but the nostrils were turned up some. It still looked more human than it did apish. It was taking big steps and appeared to look in my direction, but did not appear startled by my presence. The hair looked messy and ungroomed. It seemed like forever, but I figure I only saw him for about 10 to 13 seconds. When this happened, our neighbours had been logging from the previous two days. In a large area nearby, they were logging on four acres. There was lots of commotion and noise. And it may have been trying to avoid that noise. Or to check it out, perhaps. Is that why it came out of hiding? A wilderness guide sees a bipedal creature. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I worked as a wilderness guide for about eight years now, many of which were spent in the Katmai National Park and the Yukon Delta. So it's fair to say I know what lives in the woods and the behaviour of those woods. My experience happened in Washington State, and it was midsummer in 2003. A close friend and myself decided to go shoot some groundfowl in the Indianola area. After entering the clearing, we stopped to smoke a cigarette, and I must know that the air was still and very damp, and I could smell the death of a creature close by. Sometime during the smoke, I had a flicker of movement in the corner of my eye. An animal standing 400 or so feet away from me. I know what a bear looks like, as I worked as a Brooks River guide, and it was not a bear, and it was not a person. I'm six foot four, and it was much, much larger and beefier than me. It was not someone messing around. I was armed, but I can say that that animal had a stride not matched in North America. It did walk some 200 feet from the left to the right in my vision. I was not going to shoot it. I wanted nothing to do with it. And needless to say, we exited back to the truck, moving back to back. I have not spoken of this due to the fact that it would take my career. But no, I have nothing to gain or lose. But that animal that I saw was your Bigfoot. A fisherman spots a large upright creature digging on the shore. June 91. I was up very early and I saw what I first thought was a bear digging on the shore with its hand or paw. I guess looking for clams or small crabs. I was doing some fishing and I walked the bank down a small trail when I spotted it. I thought it was a bear so I stopped and I slowly started to walk back up the trail. I walked about five yards and I turned to see if it was following or it had noticed me or if it had left. When I stopped and turned around to see this bear, it stood up on its hind legs and looked right at me and it was not a bear. It was about seven to seven and a half feet tall. It walked very quickly to the north and it disappeared into the brush and the trees. I was too scared to follow it and I was in shock. 
I don't believe in Bigfoot. I still am not sure when I saw. And it may have been a bear, but it looked like a large hairy man. It had no neck to speak of, or really any hair on its face. And it walked upright, taking strides like a man. This was in 1991. And when I saw the creature go into the forest, I stayed frozen for a good 15 minutes, listening to hear if it might come back. After that, I walked over to where it had been. Now there were only two footprints of any real detail in the rocky sand. I wear a size 13 and these footprints were around 15 to 16 inches. There was five toes, no claws and no pad like you would find on a bear. Bigfoot sighting by two hikers, summer of 88. My marine buddy and I were on a hiking camping trip. Now the area is very wooded and very remote. We were walking for about four hours down a game trail when we heard strange grunting sounds, almost like a buck or a deer during mating season. But being an avid hunter though, I knew it wasn't a deer. We walked quietly towards the sound, hoping to perhaps find a bear or something. And we were both armed with military type rifles, so we were not fearful for our safety. Moving another hundred meters or so, the sound became louder and more frequent. The sound was now accompanied by the crashing of rocks. And as we rounded a, be rounded a bend in the trail, just southeast of us, I spotted what appeared to be a huge black bear standing upright. It didn't see us, and it was only about 80 meters away, but the woods still masked it. We moved even closer, and now it appeared as if there were more than one. As we got close enough to make out the creature, it was nothing either of us had ever seen before. It was about six foot five or more. It had a large upper body and it hit, appeared to be lacking a neck. This was not a bear. My buddy and I looked towards each other, remaining silent and using hand signals. We moved away. We were both scared to death. Don't ask me why, but we were armed to the teeth, but we just didn't know what we'd seen. We moved back to the safety of the bend we just rounded and began talking about possibilities of what it could have been. We both concluded it was a Bigfoot and we'd just run into it. Later, when it was quiet, we moved back towards the last known location we'd seen it, but we were not able to find the creature. We found evidence of there being there. Two rocks that weighed at least 200 pounds were sitting one on top of the other. They had fresh marks on them as if one was dropped onto the other from several feet. Lots of broken branches. We didn't find any footprints, but there was a lingering odour, like animal dung, but much more powerful. We looked in the base library when we got back and we discovered that there were laws on the books protecting these creatures in many states. I'm glad we didn't run into it then again. I don't really know what it was or what they were trying to do. It was moving things around in the immediate area, but it didn't seem to have a purpose for doing so, unless it was marking its territory or something like that. Bigfoot reports in Kitsap County, Washington, June 2010. As the forestry manager reported seeing a creature in June, Squamish police tribe told him there had been several reports, late, reports coming lately. David Mills knows his way around the woods, so he's positive that what he saw there was a Sasquatch. He was checking out some young trees northeast of Indiana, Indianola, 
and he kept hearing a noise in the woods. But when he'd turn, he wouldn't see anything. Then the hair on the back of his neck stood up. I watched his hairy thing on two legs, he said. It used its left arm to lift up a branch and it walked about 50 feet. He turned in my direction and saw I was watching him and he ducked down behind a tree. Now Mills snuck into the tree line and he moved closer to the creature. It started screeching and pounding on the back of the tree with what sounded like a rock, he said. He kept trying to get closer, but the Sasquatch would make a ruckus every time he took a few steps. Then he heard the woofing and jaw smacking he recognised as the bear to his left. As he moved, he realised he'd come within 20 feet of its cub. Now the mother bear came out of the bush, but she completely ignored Mills. An odd move for a bear, with a stranger between her and her cub. Her anger wasn't directed at me, he said. It was directed to the right of me at the noise that was coming from those trees. With two bears and a Sasquatch nearby, Mills decided it was time to call it a day. I flew down that hill, he said. Then I just hopped in my truck, locked up the gate and left the area. The creature was about nine feet tall and it had black shiny hair all over its body, Mills said. The screeching sounds it made matched those he'd heard of a Sasquatch recorded years ago on the Lumi Indian Reservation near Bellingham, he said. Mills said when he reported his June sighting to the Squamish Police Department, an officer told him he wasn't the only person to have seen a Sasquatch in the area lately. He declined to give out the names of the others that had seen it, but he offered to pass a message along to them. The other reported Sasquatch seers did not respond to the request for an interview. Now we do have a fellow member who is very closely located to the sighting areas and I would like to ask if you're a resident of Bainbridge Island or you know of any strange experience or Bigfoot-like creatures reported there, please get in touch so I can pass on the information to our researcher. It would seem none of the encounters were physical. Even the hunters never raised their weapons at any point. In all cases, it would seem that the humans had interrupted the creature as they went about their activities, be it walking or looking for food or arranging rocks on the beach. It would be awesome if we could put all of these witnesses together in one room, as I'm sure there will be so many more reports uh, coming from Kitsap County. I'm still waiting to be told. If you want to become a member of our group and help us investigate cases like these in the field or online, Please contact us at debbiehatswell at gmail.com and you will find that email address down below. Please click, click on one of the links to show some support or hit that like button and feel free to share and spread the word. So until next time, thank you all very much for getting in touch and sitting here tonight having a listen to the stories. It's lovely to get um, st stories from across the world, not just the UK. I mean, obviously the UK reports are very dear to my heart. But I think it shows an incredible pattern because many of those reports are very, very similar to the reports that we get here in the UK. Many of the behaviours mentioned are very similar to the behaviours that are here in the UK. So it would seem that as we push further forward, BBR is definitely becoming an international um, members group, shall we say. And it's lovely to have you all on board. So if you want to join the WhatsApp group, by the way, can you just send me an email and I can pop you in. It's uh, getting a little bit busy in there. I'm sure you'll all enjoy it. So until next time, thank you all very much. Good night.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.